no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. This episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Thomas Elliott Nobles Jr. Rest in peace, Pops. And we're back. Season finale. Stereo Bros Podcast. What is this? Episode 55? 56, I think. 56? 56. 56. Now you might, we might be at, yeah. You know what? Let me just take a quick gander yeah. <laughs> to confirm that because... Mm-hmm. I don't want one of our lovely stereo bros to uh, call us out for not knowing what episode we're on. Right. It's what happens when you just keep putting out fire content and it's so much fun producing. This is episode 56. Okay, bet. Episode 56 of the Stereo Bros Podcast season finale. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Um, I guess we got to jump right into it. Um, Happy Founders Day. This is being recorded on Founders Day. Happy Founders Day to, in the words of President-elect Biden, the only fraternity for black men. If you're not an alpha, you just aren't a <laughs> black can't. man. That's Joe Biden's words, not mine. So shout out to the good bros, man. Shout out to Team A5. Happy 114th and all that, man. You already know, upstate, no state. Upstate-ish, first state. Rose Siggy, the aura. Mighty Two Fly, Jiggy. Rose Siggy, the aura, razor sharp, and all that, man. You already know how we give it up, man. And the proof is in the pudding and on our resumes. If you disagree with me, show me your favorite fraternity person's LinkedIn and what they do for a living. Like, we out here doing the damn thing. You can't be yeah, 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 your eyes. Googleable. We are, we are Googleable. Don't we are Google Googleable. Don't Google me. Just Google everybody else. Heard that. Yeah. But, but we love we love the alphas here at Stereo Bros. There you go. There you go. Um, but in the spirit of fraternity, um, a Kappa down south has a restaurant called Truth. <laughs> not affiliated with Kappa? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're not affiliated with uh, James St. Patrick's uh, nightclub. And <laughs> apparently, um, this is a nice upstanding establishment. He serves food and some of his patrons decided that it was okay to twerk. Apparently, his staff told him numerous times to sit down and stop twerking. And they relented at some point, but he, he came out and said, listen, I'm trying to provide an experience for y'all. And honestly, I ain't with the twerking shit, not in my restaurant. And the backlash was funny. On the one hand, people felt like he was being very misogynistic and paternalistic towards those women. But his restaurant's booked solid for like the next three weeks. Yeah, I heard it's like crazy, crazy. Yeah. So it <laughs> for me, it brought up a very interesting question because I've been in restaurants and there's like brunch parties where people brunch and dance through the through the aisles and shit like that. But then there's also times I've been in places where I'm having a nice brunch and some loud ass birthday girls is drunk and they at the top of their lungs screaming and shit like that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But the I think there's a time and a place for everything. And I think that 
if his desired and he even told him was like honestly I don't I don't need the fucking money like don't don't do that shit in my restaurant and I think that there's a time and place for everything and I think he's trying to cater more to a crowd and trying to create an experience so that you know black folk with sense older black folk that want to get dressed up and have a good time don't got to be subjected to that and I think that there's this tension between well, women should be able to do whatever they want to do and men shouldn't be telling them what to do versus he's probably from a more conservative side of culture that isn't with all of that. So where I came out on the whole thing was I agree with if he doesn't want people twerking, then they shouldn't be twerking. And also think that this desire of some women to feel like they can shake their ass at brunch, there's a place for that. There's places that cater to that. So if that's what you went to, go to those kind of places. You can't just twerking in your restaurant because to be honest they wouldn't go to a decent steakhouse in midtown and twerk so why would you go to a decent black owned restaurant and twerk if that's not the vibe there if y'all the only ones twerking why would y'all do that you know what i'm saying if that's not the vibe there i mean i agree with maybe 75 percent of what you're saying because I get that, you know, there's a time and place for everything. But what it feels like is that he set the tone for a twerksome brunch with all kinds of Hennessy and dark liquor and the type <laughs> of music he played. Like, I like literally, maybe I'm trying to think of a place where it would be very inappropriate if I heard like, you know, some, you know, Meg the Stallion song that made me want to do a little twerk. Like, let's let's say I was at a funeral and they played that. Mm-hmm. I would probably stand still because I'm not drunk. Like, but if I'm somewhere and I'm drunk and, you know, uh, cash money taking over for the 9-9 to 2000s, I start to hear that play. There's a 60% chance I'm going to look to the side and be like, hey, like just off just off rip like that because it's it's it you know we're a soulful people we are you know the music invokes it does what it's supposed to do and like if that's not what you wanted at your brunch then you shouldn't be playing those kinds of songs at brunch so what i'm really supposed to sit here and eat my eggs as like like, but what was the point of playing it? Isn't it not? It's like, I want to have Shepsu to, you know, weigh in as well. So <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, respond before Shepsu has a, has a chance to join my team. I want her to, you know. <laughs> no, I just, I just kind of feel like, um, like, oh, okay, let me sure. I just feel like um, there is, can you guys hear me fine? Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Um, I just feel like, the, like I agree, there's a time and place for everything. In addition to that, I think that you know, I watched the footage of him asking these these women at least twice to kind of politely too, to kind of chill. And you know, we had done a recap of this particular situation, Jazzy and I, um, earlier this week. And I mean, we just we touched on the fact that it was absolutely a liability too for these women to be on furniture, you know, doing, you know, a potentially like, you know, placing themselves in harm's way, right? Because they aren't above I wouldn't I wouldn't assume anybody in America is above trying to seek damages 
falling in somebody's restaurant during any kind of interaction. But, but I think the problem is that, um, yeah, largely he might represent a certain group of people who still think that like their opinion on what makes a woman matter like matters you know what I mean like they they still think that maybe they have some say in how a woman should present you know so I do feel like a little bit of that may be present in his personal but I don't think that that was here in this particular situation why what happened (laughs) so first of all I caught y'all live and I thought y'all did y'all damn thing on the live I'll say that first right like it was it was good. I wish I had oranges to throw or to like put in the in the live. Don't worry, your friends. I'm sure there were your peoples in the comments uh, uh, representing for you. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. So you mentioned <laughs> Hennessy shots and you mentioned, you know, choice of music. There's also where for me, the tension always lies is that women want to be respected and they want to be also given the respect to do what they do. Right. And that's it's a tension, I say, because on the one hand, different guys want different things than they women. So some dudes is okay with a women walking around with no bra on and they got like C or or bigger cup titties with like a bodysuit on or some shit like that. Or like they got a a super fat ass and they got like um like some shit on, like an outfit that's going to draw attention. Some guys are okay with a woman doing that. Some guys are okay with a woman um, twerking in public and, you know, being the life of the party. And to those couples, fine. I think that you're going to put out an energy and attract an energy. And I think that where the issue sometimes comes into play is that the same woman that will do a split and twerk while her well-done steak and her eggs, you know, get cold, will be the same one that turn around and say, all the good black men want white women. And it's just like, well, it's not that. It just might be that they don't want you in particular because of the image that you put out. Right? So, so all I'm saying is that if these women that are, a good example was Woodlands. When that was open, I went there a couple times and for me, it was like, yeah, this, is, this is a party brunch. I right, fun. And also at Prana, that was another party brunch. People, oh, yeah. People of all races. I celebrated and a birthday at Prana. And, right. No, it's lit. People standing on, on the furniture and yeah, that's Prana the vibe. Right? Same thing Prana with Williams. That was the vibe. But we've also been to other places where just you sit down, you laugh, joke, and you you might hear music, you might not hear music, but because you know where you at, it don't matter if they play the most twerking song out there, if you in certain places, you're not going to get up and start twerking. So I think right. that there's that tension where what he was trying to say was, you know, and I don't necessarily agree with everything he was saying, but I, the part I do understand is that he, it's not like he's saying, listen, y'all want, like, y'all seem like the, like, black women sometimes say that, you know, black men don't want them and it's in the third it could be that, you know, a lot of guys don't want ratchet ass pussy, right? Like, in the words of Ty Dolla Sign, they don't want ratchet chicks, right? And I'm not saying that these chicks is ratchet. I don't know them. The point I'm making, though, is that presentation is everything, right? And I think that for 
some guys, like, I'm not the kind of person, and my wife was the kind of person that if she heard a twerking song, sort of twerking and and doing a split in a fucking restaurant, she represents me when she's away from me. So I wouldn't necessarily want that kind of woman to be my wife, to raise my daughter. That's just me personally. Some guys just like, yo, fuck that, is lit, that's my lady, and to each their own. But the point I make is that there's a there's a there's a segment of the population that's okay with that, a segment of the population that's not okay with that. And as a woman, to Hashepsu's point, you gotta own that shit. That's who you are and that's who you wanna be. Just understand that you are foreclosing yourself to a certain demographic. And it's not that you should live your life in the vein of man's acceptance, but at the same time, you can't get mad when certain men don't accept it. And I think that's the the tension is that a lot of women will say, well, I want to be able to twerk, but then get mad at men that don't want them twerk in the public. Like, make up your fucking mind. Fighting for their right to twerk. I just think, like, you like to, if you like to twerk, you like to dance in a certain manner. Like, and it's not even dancing a certain manner. If you just like to, I like, not like twerking, whining, like, I, I will whine anywhere I hear. I will whine on the train platform if i'm waiting for if i catch the right tune i might do a little something it's not going to be something that's going to draw attention from people but that's generally a person i'm a person that likes to dance if you like to turn up if you like to you know get it in when you hear a good song like i don't understand why that is like so hard to like 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 why that makes a woman un unchaste or unchaste or whatever it the doesn't word. and i think a whine is different than a twerk. I think that whining, I mean, for me, whining is sexual. So when a chick, like, if I ever whined on a chick or she duddy whining or whatever, in my mind, I'm thinking like, hmm, is this how she thrust her pelvis without them clothes on? That's how I think. I'm not saying that women shouldn't be able to dance. The point I'm making, though, is that if you're doing something that's sexual, and suggestive, that's your right to do as a woman. That's your right. But just uh, just accept what come with that. Is I, like, negative I, attention? That is a oh, right, but you know what? You know what it is for me? It's the comparison for me because it's the same gentleman who put these, 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 who, who live under, in this paradigm where how a woman is moving, decides to move her body in public somehow signifies her her the quality like it speaks to the quality of woman and i i find that these same gentlemen will that will be very okay with another with with sleeping with a woman just like that yeah. you know what i mean so like i I'm, I'm not sure i understand because the woman the woman who is twerking or, or whining or whatever she's good enough it's good enough to fuck her it's good enough to fuck her it's good enough to brag that you fucked her Right. But she's not. But she doesn't measure up. But she's not quality enough to create a relationship with. And I just think Bingo. it's very. You nailed it. You nailed it. Hashtag, so you know, but, but I think that's largely it. problematic because like it's 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 contradiction. It's, it's a contradiction. It's like if you're good enough to introduce your body parts to a woman. Right. Who is acting in a manner that is less than dignified enough to be in, in to be honored with your last name or to be honored with some kind of fixed, you know, correlation to you, then why, why, why is she good enough to sleep with? You Your know what I mean? Not mine. It's, 
it's pervy. I think it's just, I think it's kind of perverted. It's shit that I expect from white men. So whenever I like see it from brothers and shit, it just don't make sense to me. It's, it's like, it's like you want, you want to dangle respect in front of these women. Like they have to earn it, but without, but you're, you're comfortable consuming these women at whatever stage that they're at in their development. It's like, it's gross to me. You know what I mean? Cause nobody is. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, but I don't, but what I'm curious, like what twerk, what does twerking represent? When you see somebody twerk, what goes off in your mind? Like, oh, that's not, not a woman I want raising my children. I mean, right. my thing is what, so I related to the current social media landscape where you have people, um, you know, stretching in their drawers and posting, yeah. posting themselves have dressed for likes and yeah. retweets and shit like that. And I'm just like, to have to raise a daughter and have to, cause kids watch what you do, fuck what you say. So if I'm gonna keep my daughter off the pole and the woman that she's supposed to be looking to as her first example of what a woman should be is clapping her cheeks on the gram to the latest rap song. How the fuck can I teach, like how can she teach her like a modicum of self-respect when there's mad women with dope ass careers. Cause it's not, the, again, it's not the twerking. It's not even a public twerking. For me, mm-hmm. it's more so like you got to one, it's two things. If that man says he don't want it in his establishment, don't do that shit in his establishment. That's one. Okay. Two, okay. Fair. Two, yeah, that's two, very fair. Two, this whole thing about, well, what's the big deal? Why can't we? It's, it's not that you can't, it's, it's that women don't want to accept will come with that. They don't want to accept that some guys would rather like lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. A lot of guys think like that. And a lot of guys would rather their lady present themselves publicly in a manner that's more demure and like to hell for a second with Christianity. Look at Islam. Look at a lot of religions where women are required to be very uh, like covered up in public or even um Judaism, right? Like women are required to present a certain way in public. And I think that you know what the, that's the funny thing. I feel like that's all for the sake of men. It's because men do not know how to control themselves. I don't or- think it's that as much as I think it's um so I'll say to an extent it probably is rooted in something dealing with men. Like I'm not gonna say at all. But I think that as a person with a wife and a do- with a, a wife and a daughter, I understand to an extent. Like, if my wife is going out and she has on a low cut shirt, my thinking is I want her to feel confident and sexy and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, she knows how I think I'm conservative because for me, it's the it's the same thing, right? Like, I don't want her putting out a certain kind of energy to attract people. And the same way I wouldn't like, I wouldn't go to the corner store with like extra tight sweats on and like, 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 right. It's the call me late. I caught it late. Like, Oh, like, <laughs> even time I tried to go to the store and she's like, yo, like put on something else. Like mm-hmm. you're not about to be walking around with them tight ass gray sweats on. 
right? So <laughs> the same concept, right? It's just like it's not that she don't trust me or that like it's, I'm it's doing something wrong. It's more so that whether you like it or not, sexual energy is sexual energy. The sexual deviance out there, and I think that um, how you carry yourself is going to tell the world how to treat you. I give you a great example, right? Like this past week, I had to go to a police precinct, right? To handle some business. And I had sweats on. I went home and I changed. I put on a dad zip up vest, um, um, a pea coat and some shoes. And they was nice. Like I, everything I wanted. But guess what? You shouldn't have to do that to be no. respected. Shouldn't have, to, no. shouldn't have to versus doing what I have to in the moment. Like, I agree. But at the same time, I recognize that fighting a battle of shouldn't have to versus what I'm doing, like, understanding how this shit really work are two different things. Right, and but then we're having conversations to shift the culture. We are. We are. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Jazzy, at the same time, I treat y'all like sisters. And we have conversations about dating and images and all that other stuff. And, you know, a lot of what it is is that if a woman says she never wants to get married and and have kids, that's one thing. But a lot of women want that. A lot of women want to be a wife, right? So if that's a goal of yours, then you have to understand how men think. And what comes with that is a certain amount of conformity. The same way with me, when I wanted a wife and I, I knew that women wanted a man that was going to provide... I had to make sure that I could provide. Whether or not I felt like, you know, it's not fair. Why am I paying all the bills? Nah, listen, if that's who I'm going to attract, then that's what I got to be prepared for. We're having this conversation about men don't want hoes or men don't want people twerking, but there is a large section of men that date women that twerk, you know, from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. So, like, again, like, I just think... It's a preference and I'm not going to pass judgment on a man that says, you know, I want my woman to look a certain way, to come a certain way, to, to present herself in a certain way for others, you know, and, you know, other thing we were talking about was like, like you mentioned, like the the freaking the the lady in the, sh- what, what is it? Lady in the, lady the, in the street and a freak in the sheets. You know, but if you know that this person has different sides to them, why is it that they have to cover up one side when there's somewhere, if that's a part of who they are? Why is it like you're the only person that gets to experience that? But why should you share that side of her? Because I also think that it actually helps you build a better relationship with her if you focus on meeting her and you actually build on her intellect. And then she says, hey, this is our fourth date. Come on back to the... uh." <laughs> and she back out like a whole body and and, mm-hmm. and oh shit up. You like damn like I I already like her mind, but now I like her body too, right? Like what's wrong with that? I mean, I don't think there's anything. I just think there's different there's different strokes for different folks, and I don't think some women should be shamed and told you gonna be single forever, you gonna die alone. <laughs> See, nobody's saying that. Saying, <laughs> those, those women want to twerk, and then the guys that they're attracting are the guys that are okay with them twerking, but those aren't necessarily, like you said, 
Those guys may just want to, you know, smash. Some of those dudes may wife them, but some women want to twerk and then turn around and say they can't get any of the types of guys they want. But sometimes the guys they want is not into them, you know, walking right. with the ass cheeks hanging out or they twerking. So that's fair. That's all I was saying. That's it. That's it. Listen, I want everybody to. I want everybody to win. I want everybody happily, you know, married, dating, and doing you know everything in between. I mean, it's almost Kwanzaa, so we got to start thinking about you know America's holiday. I'm I'm saddened that Kwanzaa Crow is is uh. I know. Here. But um, in preparation for that, I'm definitely going to back out. You know, all of the candles and. I might do a Kwanzaa crawl in the crib and just go from the fridge back to the living room, like the fridge to the living room eight times, and that'll be my Kwanzaa crawl right there. Yeah, they sent out an email like, nah, <laughs> they're not doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to start. Or, I've always wanted to celebrate Kwanzaa, and I think maybe this year is the year that I'll try it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it this year with the candle and all that. Um, so make sure y'all get y'all Kwanzaa on. If you don't know what the principles are, it's all Googleable. Get you um, a menorah and some candles and you know, make the damn thing happen. Steph, you ready for that woke word? I am. Let's go. in the sky I can go twice as high take a look it's in a okay ladies and gentlemen it's the woke word or whatever and drumroll please today's word is impasse <laughs> impasse uh, is a noun a uh, road or passage having no exits like a cul-de-sac or the second definition, a situation that is so difficult that no progress can be made, a deadlock or a stalemate. Um, I chose this word, before we use it in a sentence, I'll give you some back context into why I chose it. I chose the word after, um, after the uh, true kitchen thing, after the recent major hype developments, um, and just a lot of the very necessary conversations that are happening between Black men and Black women in respect to our historic level, our historic, uh, you know, historically we've, we've experienced and exchanged a lot of lovelessness. And um, I find that today, and in, in, uh, I particularly feel a bit convicted that we've reached um, a bit of an impasse in our communication. Not that it's um, permanent, but I think this is there's an opportunity here for us all to kind of sit and really think about what the other side is saying before we try and try our, our hands again at negotiations. Because uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, clearly there's a lot of, uh, you know, ideas on what the situation is and uh, as it relates to, you know, Black men and Black women and, you know, whether it be parenting, dating, marriage, whatever the, the relationship, the context of the relationship is. 
Um, you know, I think of the, all the dialogue that we're having, all the necessary, good, difficult dialogue that we're having, you know, might feel like a bit of an impasse for some folks. It might feel like we've hit a deadlock. Um, and I, I, for one, am, um, I think, part of a collective that I, I'm a little tired myself, too. So, um, but I think this is a great opportunity for us all to stop again and like, you know, uh, see what the other side is saying. See if you can, you know, be empathetic uh, and maybe have some, increase your understanding of you know, someone else's position. You know what's funny? I was just thinking, yeah, I, I want to hear from men. I want to hear their opinion. But at the end of the day, I already know their opinion. I've been living under it my whole life. Oh, like, right, right, exactly. I, I, I know why yes. you feel this way. I know what you're gonna say before you say it. I like yeah. so. It's just funny because I'm just like waiting. You know, That's you just wait. Like, it, it's a certain level of like it's not hopelessness, but it's like it's cousin. Like it's like this shit not gonna change. Like it's 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 you. It's it's ladies get as free as you can in your own being and in your own safe circles. And I guess if you, um, I mean, cause it's hard to keep this position, you know, it's you hard. Saudi Arabia. Come on, knock it off, man. Act like you're in Saudi Arabia or Iran or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, not, so, it's, so it's bad. not, it's not Men, like for me, honestly, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. So I can't sit here and say that y'all feelings are wrong, but honestly, I feel like women have so much more power than they understand they do sometimes. And I think that, Agreed. again, for me, it's simple shit. Like, the women that I respect the most sometimes in life, it's not that they, they prude and, and don't get it in. It's more so that I feel like they make dudes, they hold dudes accountable to themselves and they hold them like a, like a certain kind of standard and vice versa. Because I know that, you know, certain women love to hit the vice versa button. I think that men also need to be protective. Like, you can't be a king if you're out here sleeping with any old woman, right? Like, if, if she for the streets, that don't mean that you need to, you know, tap that. Because sometimes being exclusive and being unavailable benefits both parties. Like, whatever sexual energy that you ingest is... um not necessarily going to be the best for you at all times. And sometimes your sexual exploits and your career may be at an impasse because it's hard to balance the two things. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, it's the, oh, so I'm sorry, pardon, go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. So trust me, like, <laughs> I've been labeled conservative by a lot of y'all, y'all are friends of the pod. And I'd be telling them, it's like, well, listen, is anything I'm saying wrong? And they'd be like, well, <laughs> you don't tell me it's wrong. They just, it's just, your opinion. So, and, but, and the opinion of several others, I guess. No, but I'm right. And that's the thing. Like, it's actually fact. So, it's, it's at, at this point, it's probably past opinion. Um, fact. But nothing but. I'm saying is meant to be like hurtful. It's more like, listen, I want women to understand that. A lot of women want a guy who has his head on straight, is a provider, is emotionally stable, and is going to do the things for them to build a family. A lot of those guys have access to numerous circles of women, and they're going to be super selective. So why, why knock yourself out of the running automatically by doing shit that you know is going to turn off the guy that you want, 
again, if you want like the scammer that wears like, you know, Balenciagas and and drives, you know, rented cars all the time, then fine, do what you do. But if you're trying to build with a man that actually values you differently, if he doesn't think you value yourself, he may pass you over. White women don't have these problems. I just want to say for the record, again, white women just do not have these problems. No one is asking anyone to dress a certain way. No one's asking them to stop sucking dick in college. These bitches, it doesn't, like, no one gets this steam. No one gets these covert threats of singleness. Black women. But black women. And my, where I sit on the side of this impasse is like, I either have to pick my own unique type of freedom and risk never having a marriage or having or being uh, uh, I guess uh, good enough to fit this mold for a man I guess that is ideal you know you you kind of you're at this space where you have to choose it's like well, you know what mm-hmm. I, can, I can pretend to be something else and be married with children or I can right. be myself and and you know be 40 with no well, with ask you. yourself what value is it in feeling like you gotta like Again, if you want the guy that's going to be home on some soccer dash shit, some of those guys are okay with you twerking, some of them are not. It's also about knowing what you're going to attract and being okay with that. And that's my thing. Knowing who you are. Like, I'm not, you should, a woman should not be building herself for a man. For a man. you You should be building yourself and you attract who you are and right. what goes for you. You should right. not be wasting your value on what men see as valuable right. and, and why men keep thinking they are the standard right. for the value of a woman. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't how And then these brothers will violate their own standard and right. sleep with the same women they're telling are unbecoming. I'm just confused. I'm like the messaging isn't clear, bro. And I'm not sure that y'all or, and I said this on the live, Jazzy, like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to take away the power, like men's power to decide what kind of woman they want. I just want the power to be myself. Right. And I feel like the two don't often get a chance to live in the same space because we live in a patriarchy where men set the tone they they have the final say so so unfortunately it always feels like you're sparring when you decide that you're gonna live however you want to live because that's not what the that's not what the men have prescribed for this particular paradigm some some listen some guys are okay with a woman twerking yeah but you don't respect those guys and that's right. the, it's no, like no, it's like right. society, no no that's not true that's not true I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you in particular, PNL. I'm saying men in general, like, and this is what name for them of is like society's, you know, view as a whole, not being individ not individualistic concerns and values, but how society views this type of woman. Like when we were talking about like the Madonna horror complex on the mm-hmm. on the live, where you have, you know, men that okay this type of woman, my wife should be, you know, on a pedestal. She should not look a certain, she should not dress and look a certain way. She should carry herself like that. She sh- I should be her, you know, she should have very few partners. You know, I should be one of only, if anything, several people that have been with her versus the whore that 
has freedom over her body, no shame to be with multiple partners, to make her the sexually satisfying woman that most men love. Yeah, yeah. She's been yeah. with multiple people, so she know what to do. And right. niggas love that shit. Right. Right. Go ahead. But then they don't want a wife that, but will settle for a miserable ass existence yep. with their Madonna person. Mm-hmm. And only to violate her. Only to fuck. <sighs> all, all to be like, well, you know, this is this is the look. This is what society told me my family should look right. like. Right. So again, I will say, I know some guys that have taken the opposite approach and they say they want to wife a woman that has been out there because to your same point, they feel like she's more experienced. But the other thing too, is that when you're younger, you can be more selective as you get older. Like I always use my car analogies. Cause I think they just like are very, on point. So I'll just put it in right here. Oh my God. I am nervous. But it's like, you know, when you're buying a 20, 20, let's say a a 2017 S560 Benz, right? $110,000 car, right? The likelihood that that car, first of all, that car is amazing. The seats do like hot rock massages when you go through turns. Shit like hugs your ribs, handles really well. Nice ass car, right? Everybody wants that kind of car. Shit is bad. One owner. Now, a lot of people want a Benz, right? But if you buy a Benz from 2015, 2017, you're likely going to find that it's very low miles, maybe one max two owners now if you go for a benz from 1994 it's still a benz but the likelihood that it has the same features as a newer car is less but also the likelihood that it's been in accidents has flood damage has all types of crash and dinks and dents and high mileage is greater but you know when you have two thousand dollars to buy the car you don't have the same luxury to be as selective versus when you have $110,000 to buy a car, you can say, nah, I'm good. And when you buy that old ass Benz, it comes with more maintenance because it's more mileage because it's been through more. Now, the newer car has been through less. So you get to mold it the way you want to mold it. And it's a safer investment because you know that it just hasn't been through the same type of shit. So how that can be analogized to people is that two things. When you're older, you have to be less selective because the likelihood that you're going to find somebody in their 30s that, you know, has a lower body count and, you know, isn't at least once divorced is less likely than when you find somebody in their 20s. But then second, you also have to be comfortable. And here's the thing. A lot of people aren't comfortable knowing that they person has been out there you know, for years dating and for guys, part of it is an ego thing, but I think it's also um, that thought process of 
well, it's not that she's undesirable, but it's like, you know, unless she is an astrophysicist and spent the last 20 years in school, what's the issue with her is how some guys think, right? So it's not that it's, it's right, but that's part of what goes into the thought process. And I think that as you get older, a lot of guys tell me that's in their mid-30s, like, yo, bro, honestly, I don't ask about body counts because at this point I care about her vibe because the likelihood that I'm finding a woman in, in their mid-30s with a low body count is is pretty low. But honestly, most guys that I know, myself included, it's less about body count. It's more about the circumstances, right? Like, it's more, you know, is she knowingly smashing, you know, the entire group me, right? Like, knowing when I say knowingly, does she know that they are best friends that brunch together and saying, well, YOLO, because that's... Men don't even do this. They'd be like, oh, that's her friend bet. Like, I don't I don't understand. She, like, you- my queen, we had to listen. We had to listen to each other and be willing to, to build and engage. And I think a lot of women would rather hear me talk like this and automatically be like, well, no, it's, 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 it's what, no, no, I'm telling you, this is what it is. And but until women are willing to... It's to you. But, <laughs> no, no, but I'm right. I'm right. I'm I'm PNL. Like, trust me. I'm like you represent a small. Un, un, a, a, sorry to burst your bubble, PNL, but <laughs> you represent a, a not the largest population of men and their thoughts. You right. are an educated black man with several degrees, right. which I think tends to inflate black men to think that they are the motherfucking priziest prize. Say that shit louder for the niggas in the back. When they get to a certain age, they feel like, oh, look at me. I made it out the hood. I don't right. got no kids. Because right. they kiss my feet to, right. to be in, entered into the contest for right. my love. Right. I'm the prize. Right. And I and and you know, it's about me. And to be honest, like I, you know, like the whole body count or whatever, like I've heard men talk about, oh, you know, the the keyhole. Well, he's used this same expression on here before. What's the the lock, many lock, many lock open key? What's the what's the stupid shit you be saying? Say it again. If you don't know it, <laughs> then you can't use it. That's how it <laughs> but whatever, but like. I went to go get my book, Sex at Dawn, by Christopher Ryan, that I encourage people to read. And it's how we mate, why we stray, and what it means for modern relationships. And one thing that I always remember about this book is that they talked about, like, prior to agriculture being created, you know, we, uh, not we, but like, you know, people were nomadic and they traveled in groups. And that group was a family. And there was no nuclear family of mother, dad, child, there was the group moving together, raising children in a group. And because they were a group and everybody treated whatever children were in that group as their own because they were part of their group, there was no assignment of families. There was no, you know, this is my wife and you can't have her. And it was known that people had multiple different sexual relationships within this group. It was not until 
people started tilling land and claiming land for themselves and coming up with rules and laws for their land. And then now, okay, well, this is my land and it has to go to my child. So I have to now make sure I know who my child is. So we cannot have a question of, you know, paternity when it comes to because my my land can't be going to a child that is not mine and hence that is the system that was created and why we have you know you're under the ownership of a man as a wife you're owned by a man it's all because of of property and land and rules that are not that are not really important you know what what i mean sex at dawn very good book and even no little man is not my son. I made it. <laughs> but you know, like, and I think that's a lot of times where it comes from is like, man, I don't want her out here fucking everybody because who who knows who else she been fucking? Right. Uh, who you know is that baby mine? You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of it comes from that. Yeah, I think. And this last thing I say because we got to get to the uh, mm-hmm. pressing topic of uh, ask Jazzy, but uh. I think where the line really lays is um, there's there's like a spectrum, right? The one end of the spectrum is the the grits and biscuits woman that will go there, have a good time, and go to work. Nobody's gonna afford the the grits and biscuits woman. I think the other end of the spectrum though is the woman that is in her drawers in a thong, selling flat tummy tea, and wants you to buy all types of objects for her and she sleeps on an air mattress. I think there's a spectrum and on the other end of the spectrum is the woman that is the more dangerous one. I think the woman that you're thinking about is a working professional that wants to have a good time. And I think most guys, when they make their statements, aren't thinking about the working professional. They're thinking more about the woman selling flat tummy tea. It's just that they all get, sometimes get conflated, but all, all guys want a good woman. And if that good woman happens to be an entrepreneur or an accountant or creative with a good vibe and so be it. I think where guys want to stray or uh, avoid rather is the woman that is after your wallet and wants you to provide a lifestyle for her that she can't provide for herself. So along those lines, we got to get to Ask Jazzy because this is like burning (laughs) a hole in my phone. So definitely. Okay. Yeah. So while you're next, while you're friends at uh, your next uh, socially distanced gathering with impasse. But um, mm-hmm. anyway. oh yeah, that's, we that's how we got there. That's how we got there. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Jazzy. Yeah. Hi guys. Um. So I'm going to quickly recap for uh, those that do not follow uh, Caribbean uh, uh, social media. (laughs) Uh, Major Hype, who is a internet sensation, has taken his, you know, funny videos off of Instagram. He's done shows. He's played at King's Theater. He is internationally known and well was respected I think before um the events that recently transpired but basically his uh wife or ex-wife I'm not sure if they're married not married whatever yeah Kirby 
came out and said that um, he has been physically and emotionally abusive to her for the past two years of their relationship. And um, lastly, um, you know, he tried to run her over, took a gun out, was, you know, threatening her. Um, he faked a heart attack when he learned that, you know, certain information was going to come out and she is, you know, trying to rid herself of the situation. She did a live, you know, saying all these different things. The next day, a, uh, sex tape of hers leaked. So then she came on live again. And, and I think during this time, I think Major Hype might have done a video, but like didn't address it. He just like, you know, s- said like yeah. a Bible verse and was no like, or something. yeah, yeah. Um, so then she came back on and then basically again addressed, you know, everything that she previously said. And then just, you know, confirmed like this is the type of person that he is, that he would, you know, use. She claims that the, the video is old. She's never cheated on him and it's him with the toxic, um, wild behavior. So in any case, today we're filming Friday. (laughs) He came on live and I, uh, a hot mess, garbage, hot garbage. Mm -hmm. Someone should have took his phone away, but basically he, for 90% of the live proceeded to speak about how she was a horrible person, cheated on him, came with like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of every nigga that ever sent her a dick pic yeah. and how this was like happening during their relationship. And, you know, she's horrible. She's this, she's, you know, the, you know, they said all these kinds of things. And um, what I did hear uh, maybe once or twice him say, I didn't hit her, but it was more so crowded or clouded in the fact that he was talking about her being abusive and men needing to speak up for themselves because men don't talk up enough about the abuse that they suffer at the hands of women and it's embarrassing and blah, 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 blah. Um, But there was not much talk of how he really denies ever doing these things to her after she also then showed pictures of what happened. So I mean, I don't know if there's a question here. I just want to discuss the constant, you know, I I just feel like I don't know why there's never an immediate like bastardization of people like him when things like this happen. And I would like to poll the stereo bros, but I mean, from my personal point of view, I feel like if we've talked about this before, like relations between black men and women are are evolving and we're very hopeful for them to go in the the right direction but black women are constantly made to feel hopeless when you see other men not only stick up for people like this but like not immediately like chastise them and i think that the only way that We've defined this as a patriarchal society. So the only way that behavior like that ends is from it being stopped by other men because men don't listen to women, clearly. (laughs) And like literally they need like the shame, the chastising from men, like in society, it needs to be clear that this behavior is wrong but it's always met with 
got to hear both sides. Yeah. And I will say there's situations where you do, but listening to this young lady from the minute she started giving her side of the story as a black woman, I knew she was telling the truth. And of course there's times when people come out and say all kinds of things. And of course I'm like, you know, I'm not always like, Oh, women don't lie. There's clearly episodes and times when women lie on men, but I'm, you know, I'm pushing 40 soon. Mother has lived and I have seen men and, and women. And you know, when you are, you know, being, being led astray in, in, in thought. And I, that was not what I got. And it was even further confirmed by that dumbass live that he did today. It just put the nail in the coffin, but yeah. What do you, what do you guys think? Um, I think, do you, do you want to go first? Do you know? Ladies first, ladies first, but okay. I also don't want to, uh, overpower with the truth last. So I'll just, I'll just go now. <laughs> Good. Thank you. So I saw part of the live. I was grossed out to see him showing male phallic objects on the live. I had to, I had to, I had to move. I'm like, bro, why, why are you showing those, bro? Like, what are you doing? You, yeah. Why? So my quick thoughts. One, the, the thought that she got to be telling the truth. I think that's a dangerous slope, a dangerous area to just assume that, you know, she's right. Based on what he's saying, she sounds like a manipulative person, but he also sounds like he cared about this woman. And I think he tried to build her up into somebody that, you know, based on his fame, I think she was using him as an escalator. Now the, the you know, basically as the come up. Now in terms of the, the DV stuff and the hitting on women and all that, I don't condone that. I, I'm never going to condone that, but I'm also not condoning women spitting in, in dudes' faces and putting hands on dudes and St. kits and, and and all type of shit like that. But this, so that's one thing. One, I think that, you know, based on what he's saying, I think he chose the wrong woman. Two, I don't condone DV on either side. But three, um, the fact that he had that live is crazy. And when he said that, Another woman, like, kissed on her titties in front of him and said that he take that she would take him away. My thought was, bro, why would you just not like, like, why would you not get involved in that situation and just be like, oh, this is what's happening? Like, <laughs> we starting a, a party at three. Like, why would that be like offensive to you if if your lady is is getting attention from you know another lady? So not all men like threesomes, can't. Listen, I, I didn't say all men have to, but I'm just saying, why would you go on live saying that she let another woman suck her titties in front of me? I was I was like, bro, like, did you not? And then there's other part where she got sexy for him and he was like, I don't need that. And she was like, well, I'm trying to spice it up. I think that in that moment, he showed that he don't get it, right? Because... One of the things you got to understand about your woman is that no matter how tough she is to the exterior, I mean, to the world, right? Like publicly behind closed doors, she wants to be vulnerable with you. And if she can't be vulnerable with you and doesn't feel like you're building her up, it's going to be a problem because a lot of times women cheat emotionally 
because they don't feel secure with you. So if she is going out of her way to put on some like lingerie and you like, nah, I'm good. Right? Like you sound stupid, my you sound stupid. Cause at the end of the day, it's just like women, if they are into you, they want to be desired. Right. And I think he dropped the ball on that aspect of it. But it also sounds like he just picked the wrong woman. And I think that it's tough sometimes when you're on a success ladder and you pick a woman that doesn't understand your grind or your success or just isn't doing shit on her own because trying to build up. Where did you get all that from what transpired in the last two days? Because we must have been watching like all I, watched, I did not i did not get all of that well i watched today was part of the live I, I don't know who this woman is but i saw the cash app receipts and i thought like he said her mad money at no point did i get a sense that she has anything going on for herself so if she does have something going on let me know if she has a business or a job or something because but i don't know what that has to do with the price of tea in china and this is what i don't understand because no, no. <laughs> asking he picked uh, the wrong woman is what i'm saying we agree, that, we agree that domestic violence is wrong the question we she sound like a whole bump are a did you put your hands on this woman b are you ready to apologize or seek help for the issues that you have now I am not saying, I don't know this girl. I don't know what she did. This is the same, oh, Rihanna, you know, she's a wild island girl. Who knows what she was saying to Chris Brown in the car. I don't give a fuck what the fuck Rihanna said in the car. Because literally, literally, you put your hands on this woman and that is where the criminal act was. Not what provoked it, not how many dick pics she had in her phone that made you mad, so you had to put your hands on her. This girl could have had a train run on her. Like what? 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 What does that have to do with him putting her hand, his hands on her? And this is my problem because we're we're focused on the wrong things here. We're focused on his ego as a man. And the reason, and it's it's very interesting to see the things that he came to this live with, the receipts that he wanted to show, what the, the things that he wanted to prove. He didn't go into no detail about, you know, oh, well, she yelled at me and then I stepped to the left and then she said such and such and then reached her hand and slapped me. No, he didn't talk about none of that. But why he would he? Literally it's, okay. was just like, it's an open case. He literally was, it's no case because she didn't go to the police. Because why? Black women protecting black men again. And then to throw it in her face and say, oh, why didn't you go to the police if something happened? You're the police. Why didn't you go to the police? It's crazy. It's like you you can't win. You can't fucking win. You cannot fucking win. It's wild. I don't think, like, I don't think he should have mentioned any of the specifics because that could be a case. And that's that piece of it. But nobody's sitting here. The man that held up the woman's cell phone talking about, yes, this is her phone. And yes, I listen, nobody's sitting here. That's a whole felony. That's a whole, you stole her phone. That's a whole felony. This man was not concerned with crimes. 
You're talking at me as if I care about major hype. I don't. I don't. No, but like, it's not about major hype because it will. It was Tory Lanez two months ago. And I. And, and it's going to be somebody else in three months. It was <laughs> fabulous. Three months ago, we we done forgot Emily B got her teeth knocked out. We done forgot about that. Hey, hey, hey. we don't know if that happened or not. We don't know if that. Right, exactly. We don't know. This is like it's crazy. No, but we don't know if her teeth got knocked out. We will never know. You you will never know. You will never know. Like, how do we assume that Trump is lying about meeting in Russia with Russians? We weren't in the room. We'll never know. Like, but like what? We'll never know. We'll never know what him and Putin be talking about. But no. guess what? You believe them niggas be talking. No, no. The point I'm making is that I don't. Do I believe something happened between Fab and his girl? Yes. But Hatif getting knocked out, that's all like sources. If anybody ever comes to me with a shade room story or an Instagram story, I'm like, that, that's not credible story. That's not a credible source. Nobody's sitting here saying that DV is good and that black women need to get hands and feet put on them. But I think that the route you're taking right now is just like, like to me, it's like it's like you're you're making a woman prove her case in the court of public opinion and saying we don't no like okay I'm sorry to say you okay people public men are like, well, we don't know what happened. We need to hear the whole side. You hear the other side. Oh, we don't know what to believe. You know what I mean? So in what circumstances, please give a list of circumstances that when you hear a story, you're going to believe the person. Or else, uh, then if that's the case, then nobody ever did it because we weren't there and we don't know what happened. You know, it's um something that, so there are, well, I don't want to jump in if you don't. No, no, jump, jump. She's clearly... Looking for a list of answers in terms of uh, when to automatically believe anybody, and I'm trained to be objective, so it's not that I don't believe. No, I'm not trained. You know, I don't. I'm. You know, I. (laughs) I, a former public defender. Right. Say that. That has that has dealt with more bullshit on from all different sides. I know not to necessarily believe, but there's certain circumstances, the way things happen, the manner in which things happen, that I tend to view things with a certain level of credibility and authenticity in the way that certain things come across. Of course, like people come out and say different things happen. I don't think you should automatically jump and, and, and chastise a person, but when major hype came out and did not say i definitely did not do this or it happened because of such and such i'm seeking help i'm wanting to move forward like this is always a time where people can use their platform to to make a change with stuff like this because to me it's like fess up talk about it live your truth not on social media don't fess up on social media when it, it could it could turn. Well, no, not on so well, if you're gonna come and talk, if you're gonna say anything, then fess then then fess up and 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 allow nah. people to to feel for you. You don't think the public is is capable of doing no, that? No, I'm saying why would he ever fess up to something that could be a criminal case? That doesn't make any sense to me. I hit her. Okay. 
Yo, listen, we got a tape of him saying on social media that he hit her. Assault. Why would he do that? Okay, but you damn sure don't come out and try to discredit her and talk shit about her. Oh, no, nah, he's a whole bozo for, for having her phone and, yo, that's weirdo shit. Like, that's, listen, I think these, like, we were texting this afternoon and I was saying I don't want to be a celebrity because, the, like, these people, they're weird and they do weird shit. And mm-hmm. to have your life under a microscope is crazy, but I think that, you know, yeah, I got her phone and I'm going through, bro, like, I'm different because I don't go through phones and shit like that, right? Like that's possessive behavior. That's the level of someone that you can tell is insecure. Like everything about him and what he does and what he said confirm the type of person he is. You could literally see the narcissism, the the insecurity in in the way somebody presents themselves. You know what I mean? When they're being authentic, when they're talking, when they're not playing a part when they're not giving a skit, because what we see usually from him is a a portrayal of a character, but he's speaking to you as himself. And you can tell from the things that he thinks to let you know how insecure he is as a person. Like, I I just, I'm in a lust for words. I just, I want men to hold other men accountable. And I just, I just never see that. And I know that that's the only way that things will change, yet it never happens. So even if it came out the other way, or when it was like, oh, we believe, we believe Megan, we believe Megan, Tori comes out with the album. The man is still selling records. He's still at parties. He's still dapping people up. Like the way as a society you show that behavior is wrong is by chastising the person. When somebody commits a, a criminal act, we say, that's bad. We punish you to teach you a lesson, to reform you so that when you return, you can be a productive member of society. And we as a society say this behavior is wrong. Every time someone is found out to be an abuser, to be a, 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 a you know, uh, a, 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 a person that, that puts their hands on women. And this is, and I'm not saying that women don't put their hands on men. I don't fuck with no chicks that put their hands on men. And if they did, I would be like, that is not right behavior. I would check that behavior because you should know it is wrong to assault or to put, to put your hands on somebody without their consent. But why is it that men don't do the same thing? But I think that nah, it's not you said men, right? Like I I personally don't let nobody I know wash their women and nobody I rock with would wash their women. So I think that in a public eye, maybe celebrity men don't do that, but like regular Joes more often than not will will step up. So I think like I disagree. I think celebrity men sometimes will stand by and I remember when Fab was going through his whole situation people stood by him right <laughs> it's quiet right like they stood by him and but that's celebrity uh, well, are they standing by him because they know he's in anger management are no, they standing by I, I him because he be so, saying no I've been here with my therapist no and, that's they bro and really, no but that's my points like you can't extrapolate the lack of response from celebrities to mean that the everyday man is not 
doing his 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 duty. Like these celebrities are different. They weird. So you can't say that. Like, it's just, it's just a men. platform. Like if you to present yourself to be like, oh, I'm for the people, and these are like you have the ability to influence. Like you 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 take responsibility. You take accountability, especially in. You give them too much credit. Like these people are super insecure. Like you said, they're insecure with platforms. That's all it is. They it's a platform, right? Like they're not us. Like they're not, you know well-read and, and learned and shit like that. So you, you're giving them too much credit. I just think people are... We're human. People make errors. You cannot chew on camera because right. Anchor will come for you quickly. Right. Anchor will... will strawberry. Comments like, why are you eating? My strawberry margarita. Um. Yeah, I just feel like, you know why there's there's always an opportunity to learn and i'm not saying like behavior is wrong but there's usually a reason for it and by correcting it or calling it out it calls attention to you and a person and as a community and as a society like this is wrong we should work on ways to change it if he came out and was like yeah that happened i apologize i don't know what got into me you know I've been thinking about it. We've been talking about it. I tried to go see somebody. You know what I mean? Like there could be such a opportunity there for a conversation and for other people to recognize, like, how can I, you know, yes, I grew up, I grew up seeing my dad beat the shit out of my mom, you know, like I, I, I knew it was wrong, but like, you know, I don't know, like I get mad at my wife sometimes and I'm frustrated. And that's the first thing I know to go to, you know what I mean? Like, this this is happening it's happening and especially in the caribbean community this is something that is like regular like very regular regular horning and beating your woman that's like a regular thing and it's just like this is an opportunity as a community to move past these things and to evolve i don't know i don't got the answers I know Hashtag has been patiently waiting to uh, Sorry, yeah. talk. I mean, I feel everything you're saying, Jazzy. It was very cringy to watch because um, it was just classic abusive behavior. You know, like you were saying, um, no one posts how much money they were sending somebody. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's just, if you're doing it, you're doing it for the love. And people who do it for the love don't then take screenshots and show it. There are people I don't fuck with today for great reason, and there's no screenshots of anything. Mm-hmm. No one's ever gonna know that I did whatever I did. You get what I'm saying? So when he did that, I was like, okay, this is bottom feeder. I'm desperate because I'm found out type of behavior. You know what I mean? Another thing that I think um, is is something that we all have to, women in particular, we have to swallow this hard pill is that some of us. And not us, right? But there are women who who have manipulated this system and good men have paid very high prices for women who have set the stage for this thing. You know what I mean? Like there are abusive, toxic women because there's just abuse and toxicity in the world and human beings, both men, women, and they, and non-binary individuals, you know, can participate in it. And so non-binary Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> so, like, you know, um, 
I feel like, you know, that's a large part of this conversation that we have to maybe shine a little bit more light on. So that way the exposure at least feels the same. So we don't have to fight as hard, you know, in trying to prove that like, there's no such thing as a perfect victim. You know, we see this in rape cases a lot where like uh, many women don't experience rape through a stranger hopping out the bushes. They experience it with a friend or someone they know. You get what I'm saying? And so because those circumstances are often very muddled, then you have the issue of, well, we don't know what to believe. They're mixed versions of the story. And then women have the unfortunate you know, uh, um, um, duty or responsibility to have to prove and relive a trauma, you know what I'm saying? That they have no language to describe in order for someone to validate them. And then not only do people not validate them, but then they shame them for not being better positioned in such a muddled situation. It's really fucked up. But then on the other end, there've been situations where there's been clear consent. You know, and women have turned it into an opportunity to like defame a very good guy or, you know, like they've 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 they out of their own sense of lack, they've destroyed men, too. And that and I think that sometimes when we meet this pushback is because there are men who have been victimized at some level, maybe not as grand as what Major Hype is saying his lady did, but like to some degree and they never felt any justice for it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like sometimes that's what we're getting. And it's not that I don't see it. You know what I mean? And it's not that I don't feel like men should get justice because there are women who I'm telling you, sisters are running around here hurt, but I don't judge them for getting there. I think, I think that there's a lot of women causing a lot of damage, but that's because they they're damaged and somebody did it. And no, and we're, and we're refusing to confront what is damaging right. us right. And like, as a community. We're continuously hurting each other right. instead yes. of healing. And instead of, of like going and doing what we need to do to be whole, right. so we don't do that to another person within our right. community. Right. And, and right. it's just a vicious cycle. And I really want for it to stop. I really want for us to take a look and just be like, look, we can change. Yeah. It's this is not about what we know. We know we need, we, we need to know what is right and what is wrong and what, and what is valued in society. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think I think it's it's we we're at a because it's interesting because I feel like we're at a really unique period in time where we re- we really get to rewrite these things, right? But it's gonna take it's gonna take some vulnerability in admitting to where we may have fallen short and where we could be doing some you know where we could be doing better, you know, which is virtually could be the same thing. But like, um, I just feel like with this major hype case, like. There have been ways that he's been victimized that, 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 you know, speaks to men who have also experienced some level of victimization and have yet to seek any justice uh, or, or get any justice or even have room to express their desire to want justice. And so I can understand that level of frustration. But what I would say to those men is you see that feeling that you feel of wanting to have to defend the fact that you get victimized. That's us every day, all the time against everybody, including you. And so sometimes it is hard to hear a man say, you know, well, she was beating me too. When you at six feet, 220 pounds are launching shots off at this girl. It's hard for me 
to hear the ways that you've been victimized when the way you're victimizing her is so fucking brutal. It's hard to hear it. And I, and I don't know what to do. I would love to be able to, to not feel so strongly, but so many of us have had to, to experience some level of abuse and champion through the shit. And now I think, you know, black women are, are, are we've been at this place where it's like, we can't trust our survival to anybody else. We're going to have to start holding niggas accountable for this shit. And you run the risk of looking less desirable. You run the risk of looking argumentative and, and unpleasant. You run the risk of, be, of isolation because you are not fitting into what was, right? Where you would just, you know, be more professional and deal with it. You find, you know, you find a way to self-correct. Black women are tired. We're tired, 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 tired. And so with this girl, I mean, I watched the video, of her first video of... Um, of her saying that she was abused and just the scenario she was asking us to imagine. She said, imagine, you know, just getting your face beaten, but you can't even grieve what happened to you because the person who did it is emotional. And now you have to go console them or imagine your face is bloody and they still expect you to have sex with them. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. Like, you know what I mean? And he's, he said on this live, you're supposed to be a cop. And why did you stay if you're a cop? And I just could not, I, what, what, what really got into my skin. And this is my fourth point. I think I got, Wait, she's a cop. She's a, yeah, I think she was a, a cop maybe in a, in another country or so, but I'm not sure. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if, um, he kind of said things that alluded to the fact that she might not be from here. So I'm not sure if she's American. Um, but so she might've been a cop in another, another place. But um, the thing that, that really grinds my gears and, is the, and, and this is my biggest takeaway from this major hype IG Live was that it was, very, it was the same as the IG Live done by Chris Stiles after the Duce Palooza. It was the exact same shit. I'm gonna come out here and talk from the heart. We all watching it recognize- Don't say Greeks wild. Listen, we all look at it and say, and, and are like, shit, this is toxic as fuck, and this is problematic. You and then guess what? No, and then guess what? This is no, I'm, this is everywhere. And then nothing happens. Mm. And the women who may have experienced something, not saying all of them are telling the truth, not I, what all that extra shit considered, but there are women who who walked away with nothing, no justice, and, and this man might have had a brand new opportunity to rebrand. We're not thinking about it no more. It's gone mm-hmm. until the next person comes up and we're doing the same shit again. Yeah. Meanwhile, women are being victimized the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And I don't know. And this is what I mean when I when I meant earlier when I said it's hard to stay hopeful under a system like this you really gotta you really gotta as a woman and as and as good men too you know like making the commitment to be a a heart-centered person who is gonna continue to live you know um you know putting your best foot forward with the next person even after experiencing trauma and toxicity yourself that's a hard job and right now i think black people you know men and women and non-binary folk are are kind of being listen are kind of being tasked with the with the with the challenge of can you shut up can you shut up <laughs> you know we're we're being asked right now like you know can we 
can we, I guess, you know, find the room to deal with our shit, both internally and externally, like find the grace for each other too, because after today, I mean, I have never felt this, um, this, this much angst about the state of black male and female relationships. It feels really sad out there. Like, cause it's just like, I see all the women in the comments, sis, we support you. You know, like, you know, like heal, you know, and then there's not, it's like silence from the men. And then there's another video of some of this fucking troll, candlelit troll nigga in a suit. Oh, Lord, not him. I don't even remember this man's name. He's a fucking clown. He gives me the vibes of the guy that ran Nexium. You know, the, the, he just went to jail. For- <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. You look at the documentary, The Vow, and they show uh-huh. the episodes where he was, he was built curriculums on, on being abrasive and demeaning to women because of some unresolved deep butt hurt that he felt in his personal life. That's what this nigga reminds me of. And just because he does it with, 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 uh, the same, with, uh, seemingly what seems to be, uh, temperance, right. And he's reserved in his language and he's candlelit in a suit. Somehow I'm supposed to believe that he's credible. He's a fucking narcissist. And I hate that just like Trump, you know, how people give Trump, you know, they, they give Trump shit for, um, rhetoric that you know kind of feeds a certain target audience. Mm-hmm. Trump can maintain that he's not racist, right? But he continues to spit rhetoric that grows this audience. This man, in the same way, he may be saying things that are factual, but he is giving birth to a to a group of individuals who are, do not seek for a resolution. They don't. They're not looking to actually amend shit. They just want to be mad at women. And I'm like, I don't see how you don't see your responsibility in what you're communicating to these niggas because you're on YouTube and whatever social platform making your dollars. These niggas are out here perpetrating their feelings on women right now. Right, but not even the not even the men, the women. He's indoctrinating other women. As a woman, if you could sit here and let a man tell you to rate your face. Like, Break your face. He's like, because you're looking, don't say seven, because but I was like, what? what? Like, what? Like, how what? did she hang up the phone immediately? But like, this is, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's the. probably felt like she had to spar with him because now she's here. I'm here. And now I have to be confident. I spar like questioned her whole her. existence. She questioned oh. her whole existence. I don't. Again, I, I don't, the, the room that is being left for like these thoughts here and you know, like there's all those different groups, um, like the, I forget what they call them, but it's a group of white males who um, basically they don't have sex. It's like a willing, uh, I'm going to look up the term, but basically like they are against women wow. and don't believe that you should be with women at all and are trying to have a society without women. Um, and I think they like jack off or some shit like that. But like it, it, any in any case, but it's that again. And the funny thing is, I feel like this rhetoric, that rhetoric is also also tied up in like white supremacy and and the and the patriarchy. It's all from this this, you know, the need to dominate and be mm-hmm. over 
mm-hmm. over. Yeah. So like, what, what, how can the white man be more, more dominant by putting the white woman down? Like now, now you cannot challenge me for, for any of my things because you are below me. Right. And that's what that man d- d- did to that woman in that library. He was just like, how dare you aspire to these things? You weren't good enough for these reasons. And that's what, that's all I got from it. And my thing is, it's okay. I mean, you can't make the argument, well, women do this to men all the time. You're, 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 you ain't shit. It's not helpful. I mean, if you don't want women to do it to men, why perpetrate it on women? It just doesn't, I don't understand that. If you don't want this to continue, why do you continue to do it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, the Rachel face took me out. And in terms of the, and back to the major hype real quick, the Bible verse, the physical Bible Psalm 23 recital at the end was, I mean, that sent me. <laughs> we had a we had a voodoo spiritual leader. Oh, oh, listen, listen, can I say something really quickly on that? Yes, please. I realized, I realized in that moment, first of all, I did not appreciate him bringing, you know, my little old island and our little voodoo, you know, <laughs> into this toxic ass relationship. Okay, y'all were toxic before voodoo got there. Voodoo did not do this to you. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, I was like, yo, you know what? I I wish we had the better, the understanding, you know, as a Haitian American that voodoo was the 911 of the Caribbean this entire time. Mm. Like when niggas had issues, I don't care how you felt, what you were saying about voodoo in, in the public streets, you was going somewhere behind closed doors. Mm. So I just want to shout out, you know. Voodoo, at least trying. Voodoo. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put a, a bow on this one. I think that a lot of this is, you know, celebrity. Like, I think that everything I said around, you know, the lack of support of black women is definitely, you know, a common theme. But I think a lot of what this is, too, is that these are people that are just like in the public eye. He had a big platform, funny guy, that kind of stuff. But these people be, you know, weird with it, mad insecurities. And it's just mm-hmm. like, at some point, like you said, redemption and humanity, we'll see what happens. Because until this this actually plays out, you know, it's, it's tough. But I do cringe when I see all of these stories of celebs and personalities either being weird with women or being... Um, what do you call it? Rapey and stuff like that. Because it's just like, yo, listen, like that's not, like it's unneeded. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but to pivot to my highlight of the season, I think for me it was the digital brunches and the fact that we was able to keep folks engaged during COVID. I think that was like my favorite part of the uh, season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazzy, you want to go first? I just, I like the live we just did. That was, I thought that was uh, spontaneous and uh, informative, yeah. you know? Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. I will say that. Um, I think uh, my favorite, my highlight right now, of the, my highlight of the season was, like, coming back after a short break um, 
and like being able to be in the studio at the time, you know, to record and such that like felt really good. I think um, it reminds me of, um, I mean, what I think a lot of people are looking for these days, you know, like authentic connection. And so I just remember being in the space recording and that to me was like the best part of the season. I was like, ah, right. This is like, we come here and do this. So it was like good muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And then the episode was fire, per usual. (laughs) So we will, you know, pause and come back at the top of the year with our next season. In the meantime, check out our merch. We got masks, we got shirts, we got hats. Go over to our store on the Stereo Bros website. Make sure you follow us on Stereo Bros uh, IG and Twitter, Stereo underscore bros. Uh, my words for uh, now are to make sure you treat every day as if it's your last because you don't know how many of these things you got. And just, you know, balls to the wall. Uh, Jazzy, I don't, I don't, I, I need an extra minute. Do you, you want to go for <laughs> before me? Twenty twenty is almost over, guys. It's it's coming to an end finally. So I'm manifesting good things for twenty twenty one, but always remembering to stay in the moment, as PNL just said, because. You only got one life. Enjoy every moment of it. I think my parting words for this season, for this episode is to, um, I think just honor like how hard you work. You know, I think we can, it's easy to look at um, all the things that you didn't do or didn't get done or what might have failed you know, what's going on in the world, da, da, da. But, um, and, and because we're focused on that, we don't look at how far we've come. Some of us were out here really working during this, uh, this year, even with all the crazy things, we still managed to be good parents, good spouses, good daughters, good husbands, good sons, you know what I mean? So like, um, give yourself some credit for showing up and still being here. Cause you know, some, some people didn't make it you know, from their own choice. You know what I mean? Collapsing under the weight of what of some of the things that are happening. So um, that's it. I guess. I guess. I guess it's just a, a extended uh, extension of PLs. You don't know how many of these you got. So stay in the moment and give yourself some credit. Give yourself some levity. Here you go. Over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.